Welcome back to Legit Bat. I'm Joe. Jen is here. And our guest today is Tony Merkel from The Confessionals, uh, now living in Tennessee and doing quite awesome shit over there. Uh, if you don't follow his Instagram, check it out. He's doing awesome uh, homesteading projects along with the podcast and Merkel Media and all the other stuff you do. So if you're not aware of who this guy is yet, then, well, just I don't know what to tell you. But Tony, you can give us a, a quick you know, intro of yourself and the, all the stuff you do. Oh, you did a good job, man. Okay. <laughs> I hate talking about myself. Uh, no, the Confessionals podcast, I interview people on their paranormal experiences. Uh, anything from abductions, dogman, uh, Bigfoot, weird, crazy portals popping up and things coming through. Um, the crazier, the better in my mind. So uh, we have people come on and share those experiences. And uh, that was the genesis of everything. And then it just evolved from there. And uh, you mentioned Merkle Media and Merkle Media started out as a podcast company where we were going to be producing other people's podcasts and things like that. Uh, and then I stumbled into the world of filmmaking. And uh, well, that's more lucrative, they tell me. So we're focusing on filmmaking. Uh, we have some podcasts. Uh, we're not looking to bring on any more at the time for now. I'm working on some things that uh, if I can get some tech stuff ironed out, I might be able to do more stuff with other podcasts that makes everybody money. And that's my nice. goal. I, I like, like I'm an entrepreneur and I don't apologize for it. So um, I, I, I like making money and providing for my kids and making sure they're eating. And I like seeing other people thrive as well. So um, I'm working on an idea that might benefit everybody. And I pass it along to some people just in conversation and I think everybody has been like, uh, that's amazing. And when you're ready to do that, I want to be a part of it. I'm like, okay, cool. You know, nice. like I'm over here just doing stuff. I, I, uh, I was talking to, do you guys know, uh, that TV show finding Bigfoot from back in the day? I, I don't think so. Okay. So it was like this, this TV show was on for like 10 years. Uh, and these, these four people, you know, went all over the world hunting down the legend of Bigfoot it was really popular in the Bigfoot community. And the one guy on there I was talking to yesterday and he's like, man, you're building an empire. You're and this, that, and he's gassing me up. And I'm just like, brother, I was a truck driver less than three years ago, turned full-time podcaster. I'm just figuring it out as I go. Like I, if, yep. you wanna, if you want to say I'm building an empire, cool. But like, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm just, <laughs> just over here doing stuff and I'm doing it publicly. I guess that's the, I guess that's the weird thing. I guess that people, they don't, I, I um when I was uh younger, when I was in my early twenties, I was uh I was having like this entrepreneurial spirit being birthed in me. And um I read a book and I don't remember much of it, but I remember the gist gist of it. And it was called uh, I think it was called Learning to Fail Forward. And it was all about like just learning how to take your failures and literally not just be like, oh, learn a lesson from it. It's like, no, like every every failure is a huge benefit. And uh, it like brainwashes you to to think, oh, failing's awesome. And so like I I just uh, it, I don't know like I just view it differently, I guess. And so I, I I sit around and I'm like, I have a dream, and then I share that dream publicly with everyone. Like that's amazing. How you doing? I'm like I don't know. I just, I just told you my dream, you know. So uh, th that sets me up to fail a lot publicly, and um, you know I'm okay with it though. I, I my heart. That's fine. Like, People love that stuff. There's YouTube gold. And there's whole fail, you know, videos. Yeah. You could just do that. You yeah. make money off that. Yeah, you gotta monetize it any way you can. Uh, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, so that's me. I just I, I do stuff, and uh, we we I just hired my brother to um, 
he's basically like anything I need him to be. Um, he's taken over the audio production side of things. So he's producing all the podcasts, including mine, which has been a huge relief. Um, it's just a ton of time, tons of time. Like, I'm just like, yo, what's up kids? My name's daddy. Who are you? You know, uh, <laughs> but, uh, it, it's been such a, a, a help and, uh, it, it's allowed me to kind of my creative side is starting to gas up again. And um, I'm coming up with, uh, I think I think I'm going to come out with a uh, an Instagram Reels sitcom. Uh, oh, nice! And it's just going to be Instagram Reels. It's going to be very short, real style, but it's going to be a sitcom, and it's going to be like just little short little scenes that make people chuckle. And um, you know how like on on uh, you guys remember the TV show The Office? Oh yeah. yeah. So like they have the opening scene, then they cut to the intro music and the whole intro, and then they go into the episode. It's yeah. like all this stuff is going to be the opening scene before the intro starts. That's what I'm going to be creating for the Instagram reels. It's just going to be like these quick little hitters. And um, I, I'm, we're brainstorming and I have some ideas. My wife has started writing scripts and stuff. And I'm like, oh, this is going to be funny. Nice. Like, awesome. I'm hoping it, it goes well. I think people will like it. I And I create content um, on Instagram. I try to, in all honesty, when I make something for Instagram, I'm making it for my followers um i don't really and maybe that's why i don't have a, a bigger social uh it, like there's a lot of people out there that have bigger socials than me but they they mastered the i'm gonna make stuff that other people like and then follow me you know and i'm just like let me make stuff that my people that follow me would understand and like and dig you know and right. so maybe, maybe it's not the best for people who don't know me but hopefully the people who know me they're like oh this is great you know so that's kind of how i do it that's um, awesome but yeah, it's it's you know just living life and having fun. Fuck yeah! How's uh how's the world been for you since moving over to Tennessee from where you were at? Is it uh are you, are you just keeping under the radar as far as like world events go? Because that's probably the best way to be. Yeah, I mean, I kind of I, I uh, yeah yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I have my little farm and I am living in a cocoon. Now, I, uh, I'm aware of what's going on. Uh, that's why I moved here, though. I moved to Tennessee because I wanted to be away from the chaos of Philadelphia. And I, I've been proven right since I moved here. I mean, Philly has gone nuts since I moved here in the last year. And, and it's been in the news. It's, it's constantly being brought up as like the heroin capital of the world. Um, just It's like these zombies walking the streets in North Philly. It's crazy. But um yeah we moved down here to get away from that crap because i at the time i had a four-year-old and a two-year-old and i was like we lived 40 minutes outside of philly and the town that we lived in had like 10 murders the year we moved and it was it was rise and it wasn't a big town i mean it was like twenty thousand people twenty five thousand people um and uh i was like i i can't i can't live here because they had all the all the north philly problems were moving to that town and um, I'm just like, I'm not raising my kids here. I'm not. And I'm not going to be like, oh, let me be the change in the world that I want to see. Like, I'll do that in Tennessee. You know, um, we, we kicked around the idea of moving west uh, into like more rural Pennsylvania. Uh, that's a lot of leave me alone space, kind of like down here. Is there a lot of Amish out there? Yeah, yeah, that's more southern, southern, central, south, southeastern uh, Pennsylvania. Believe it or not, like you drive an hour west of Philadelphia across South Pennsylvania, and you're hitting all the Amish fields, all of it. 
uh lancaster county is right there um but they, we were we were looking more like northern pennsylvania like central north central northwest pennsylvania a lot of the uh allegheny national forest um but we were like you know if we're gonna move three hours away from family and we're not gonna see them anyways we might as well just move to tennessee where we actually want to be uh and so like i've talked about tennessee since you know before i had kids and we just never had a real motivation to do it until we had kids and it's like oh shoot <laughs> and so we had the opportunity you know I, I i quit driving truck and i full-time you know podcasting and making crap and um you know it allows me to do whatever i want to do wherever i want to go so i was like let's go and um it was uh christmas it was christmas uh day yeah it was at night so christmas day um everybody had left our house and we, me and Lindsay were talking and we just decided let's go to tennessee and so we started the process we started talking to realtors down here and up there and then i got covid uh in mid-january so that was the first time i had covid so i, I thought this thing was like a whole myth and everybody was just making they were just like oh covid i'm like hey, okay and then i got i was like oh this sucks you know for like a week i was like i think i might die uh but i i overreact to colds too so um you big baby yeah, pretty much. But it, here's the thing. It was weird because it did wipe me out. Uh, so it delayed the moving process in a sense where I was planning on, you know, getting it going in January. I had to wait till February because shoot, man, like like after I actually got out of bed after a week and like I, I was just like in bed dying. I was fever and it was just bad. Like I think I lost 15 pounds in a week. Um, Damn. It, it was nuts. I, I lost my my appetite for meat. I was eating vegetables like crazy for months and um also i lost my motivation for life i would go down to my studio to do my work like i had to produce podcasts i had to record with somebody or whatever and i just i was like this is pointless like why there's no reason to be doing this it's just it was crazy like you're looking at it and you're like okay i need to pay the bills i have children this is how what i do for a living and it was just like no there's just no point to this. It was really weird. It was like it was like uh, I had a virus in my of my mind, you know, and um, it it was nuts. But it, that took a while to to shake. But I just kind of pushed through it, obviously. Um, but in February, I came down here to Tennessee, and that was my first time in Tennessee. I saw pictures before, and um, so you bought a house before you even went down there. Yeah, no, <laughs> I I bought a house. I came down here. And my first trip down here, I was offering on houses and everybody was like, they were outbidding. I was like, let me, let me put like 25,000 over and I got this house. They're like hundred thousand over. I'm like, jeez. And I was like, <laughs> I drove, I was driving back home. And I was talking to my wife. I said, uh, I think we might need to rent, just rent and figure it out once we get down here. And, um, we got real lucky, uh, cause all these like, real estate apps like i mean most of them by the time you see it on there it's it was already sold you know yeah and especially she, now yeah she she texted me a link to a house and i was like it was being built and i was like Lindsay, this is a house that is being built like nobody like that's there's it's sold already and she's like just just look at it i'm like all right fine so i had the realtor look into it and he's like well they have a cash offer right now and they don't really like the people and i'm like well, maybe they like me. <laughs> and, um, you know, long story short, they liked me and uh, we wound up getting the house and we actually got it $5,000 under market value. And, wow. Uh, that's like impossible, you know? Yeah. Uh, 
so the the for a brand new house it's got a lot of flaws uh, but it's a house and uh we we were able to buy it and so the first time seeing the house was the day before we were signing the paperwork so i dropped my i dropped my wife and kids off at the airport in philadelphia on a tuesday night and then me and my brother and my brother-in-law my brother-in-law drove my pick my pickup truck uh and my brother and i drove two different moving trucks through the night down to tennessee and i my, by the time we got here we had about an hour or two to spare went over to the airport picked up my wife and kids took them to the house showed them around it's like there it is here we are Welcome here's home. where we live now <laughs> that's funny because we i kind of did the same thing because jen was the one actually looking for houses and uh came and looked at our house and was like it's really cool it's got a pool all this stuff and i was like it sounds good so i didn't even see the house for the first time till the day we moved in like i'm unloading unloading the u-haul into my new house and i'm like oh like this he is cool. signed papers before he saw the house yeah wow i mean Just, i saw pictures it's yeah close enough yeah there's pictures on trulia and he was like is it like what it says it is is it a house and i'm like well yeah he's like oh fine that's good well no i was Trust more you. worried about her like liking everything in it you know i'll be fine yeah. it's four yeah. four walls and a pool that's awesome <laughs> so not picky though i was the worst the realtor hated well he didn't hate me but it just had this pool and we i wanted to move our kids into a place that was comfortable not huge so that we didn't have to pay a million dollars to heat and cool it but that had a pool out back and a yard for them to play in and swim in that's all i was thinking of which they've and never I, done they have they, they swim play all they don't the play in the yard <laughs> well, yeah we built a garden in it it's for the chickens now but either way it's for chickens and dog turds and mowing yeah, yeah but it worked out perfect so when i got here to see the house i was like i looked at the inside and i was like yep bedroom better yep three bedrooms too bad perfect it's like whatever i didn't care about anything i didn't analyze anything i didn't i wasn't i don't know but the the sellers loved me so we got the offer immediately they accepted our offer and this was in 2020 when everyone was putting in offers on houses and getting outbid and it's a house with a pool that was only two hundred and forty eight thousand dollars, like because houses were cheap at that time so we put we actually got it under as well we got it for two thousand under what they were asking and they gave us a huge seller credit that the realtor was like do you want a seller credit the realtor is asking me this i was like sure whatever dude like it's fine with me and he got it for me i wasn't asking like i wasn't demanding anything i was just whatever and then joe was like oh i won't even look at it and the realtor's like you guys are freaking weird man but all right. <laughs> i was like yes yes Legit that. Yeah. <laughs> uh yeah that's crazy i mean the house that you have then i mean you could probably sell for a lot more now Probably like so 350 could, right now. We were just talking oh, yeah. to somebody about that the other day, though. So you could, but then you're in the same boat of the same market. Yeah. So you either have to plan on renting or it's kind of a lateral move. And then you're, you know. Well, we could also move to Tennessee and buy a better house for the same price we paid in 2020 and sell our house and probably make a hundred grand profit. I have neighbors right next to me who moved from California uh, the year before we moved here. And uh, I, I, we haven't talked money or anything, but uh, I get the sense that they got a lot more bang for their buck when they moved here. Uh, now, granted, where I'm at, uh, everybody wants to be at. Um, it's like a really high, highly sought after area, apparently. I, I didn't know that when I moved here. I just got lucky. Um, but I know the prices have gone up significantly here. 
but I imagine it's nothing compared to California. It would still be a better deal, I'm sure. But yeah, we just heard that too, that Tennessee is actually one of the more expensive places because so many people move there. It's the same as Idaho. Californians escaped to Idaho over the last like decade or so. And it's gone up crazy since then where it's not even worth it to move there now, except to not be in California, of course. But yeah. a lot of the places people are trying to escape to now is like Wyoming or Wisconsin or all, all those shit states that nobody actually moves to. No offense to anybody who lives there, but like people don't generally move to those places unless they're ex escaping California. But, uh, but California put a tax too. There's like a seller's I tax heard. if you move out of state. Yeah. yeah. Thanks, Newsom. Appreciate it. And he's gonna he's gonna run for president. You watch. You watch. Oh, he is a hundred percent. I said that too. I think a lot of people said that, but he's definitely gonna run for president. Yeah. This is the isn't the governor of Florida running for president too? Yeah. Yeah. It's a. It, it's be funny. It's a crazy I'm going to look at it as a uh, as a TV show, you know, like it's just uh, something funny to watch. Look at these knobs trying to right. be president. <laughs> I'm telling you, man, like it, it, this is interesting times. I mean, just um, well, I mean, we all know what you get with Trump uh, that we saw for four years. And then you have <laughs> you have uh, um, Newsom and uh, DeSantis and uh in uh, with JFK, uh, JFK Jr. or not JFK, uh, RFK Jr. Uh, wow. Oh yeah, that's that's wild. Uh, his his popularity right now. I mean, that I, that, I think that is what's going to probably push uh, the Democratic Party to get Newsom going because they're like, yo, if we keep things as is, no to Joe. Ain't nobody voting for Joe. This dude. Freaking Kennedy's running around with no shirt, looking buff at like you know seventy years old, and you know it's like oh, but he takes you know he's obviously taking you know steroids or he's taking some kind of supplements for that. And it's like well, shit, give bro, me those then. Literally, you're 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 slamming pills down Biden's throat just to keep him alive, just like, to keep oh, him yeah. walking, like, and that fails sometimes. Cares. <laughs> nobody cares if Kennedy is on anything. Human growth hormones. Nobody cares. The dude looks ripped. Like <laughs> he looks good. Like he's like uh, I think it was MSNBC or something. Biden was on recently, and um, I just saw a clip of it today. He, they're like, oh, thank you, Mr. President. And he just kind of like as they're still doing the thing and like winding down the segment, he just kind of gets up, shakes the lady's hand, standing there, and just kind of like gingerly walks off stage, like oh. Like it's almost like he's counting his steps, like hoping he doesn't fall again. And he walks behind her as she's ending the the the, the whole thing. I'm just like, what a buffoon, man! Like, like, ah, uh, like endless. he's just an old man. I mean, <laughs> at the end of the day, I said this when he got elected too. It's just, it's just elder abuse. It's sad at this For point. Sure. It's like voting your your grand. Like, think of him as your grandfather. And I mean, you don't not identically, but you know, picture your grandfather in office. And all of the things that he does and the way that people talk about it and how how stupid he looks all the time. That's awful. I'm sure he sort of knew what he was doing when he made the decision to run for president, but I'm not 100 percent sure he did. They were just like, this is a very malleable person. We can get him to do whatever we want. We're the voices behind him. He's just the he's Sleepy Joe or whatever. <laughs> I, yeah, I don't think he's Joe. ever I don't think he's ever really cared a whole lot about his reputation for per se like he's just you know yeah, more for sure more, uh, clout chasing maybe um but he um well i mean some of the things he's done in the past though is is very like when he was sane and coherent uh is like man 
like the dude i don't know but they, all these guys man i i don't know that, that's why i'm here in tennessee though because i uh it really allows me to kind of separate because it took me a while to, to understand it but it's just like it, it's the federal government does something and then there's like tennessee that's just like nah and and they're just like <laughs> we're not gonna do it and so like uh all these new federal regulations with guns and stuff like tennessee's like yeah we're gonna call ourselves a second amendment sanctuary state and so anything you do we're just not gonna listen and i'm just like oh i dig that i dig that nice <laughs> and so texas kind of has the same attitude as that too but uh i don't know there's some parts of texas you definitely don't want to be in but i mean you could say that about any state i guess so. yeah yeah uh texas i don't know i i I thought about Texas when we were thinking about moving, but it's so stinking hot there. I mean, it is so hot. Uh, I, we, we narrowed it down to basically Florida, Texas, Tennessee, and South Dakota. And then I got to South Dakota and Tennessee because I didn't want to do the hot, humid stuff. I mean, it's humid here, but it's on another level the further south you go. And uh, then Lindsay was like, I don't want 50 inches of snow a year. And I was like, Tennessee it is you know exactly that's my main disqualifier from a lot of these uh like idaho or montana or all those i'm like it's south canada i don't want to deal with snow every year that <laughs> sucks canada. and it's not that. snow like every year it's snow for like six months of the year maybe mm-hmm. yeah and then when it's sunny it's still like three degrees outside so it's like now i i actually as much as i bitch about the heat here i'd rather have that than 10 inches or 10 inches that's not very much that's what she said. 10 inches of snow at a time. That's how it was in Indiana. Yeah, but day after day, like, no, fucking thank you. I'm, I'm good on that. What part of California are you guys in? Like, way north California. Okay. Almost Oregon. Really? It's like, okay. north of San Francisco and Sacramento. It's the the tip of the Pacific Northwest. So, it's like right before you get into the foresty area of uh, nor- far northern California, southern Oregon. So, and yeah, we're really like, surrounded by mountains and stuff. We're super rural. So, what you were saying about Tennessee, our county does the same thing. When California does laws that are against guns or whatever, they're just like, nah. Like during COVID, when they're like, everyone has to wear a mask, there were businesses that were like, no, I'm going to make it forbidden to wear a mask in my restaurant, actually. So, awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, they they do kind of the same thing. Yeah, where they're just like, yeah, we're just not going to do that. We're not going to enforce it. Or you know, most of the cops around here are pretty redneck too, so they're they don't get. Well, that's a shit. what it comes down to. They they follow the rules. They'll put the signs up, but then they're not wearing masks or not doing whatever. Not they enforcing don't it, chasing you down like, like a no Costco officer is going to carry there. Yeah, yeah. There, I just found out, and so there's no escaping certain things, you know. Um, and I, I found that out, you know, shortly after I moved here uh you know you have that little bit of a honeymoon stage where you're just like man this place is amazing it's perfect i love it you see the smoky mountains every day i was just like this is great uh and then july 31st last year it's very specific yeah (laughs) there's certain days that i just stick out in my head um coming up on a year now uh there was a drag queen story time for kids in the park right downtown in my town here and we're in the bible belt like the belt buckle this is like one of the most conservative counties in the country and uh, and this happened i was just like what you know and so like if i would have known about it ahead of time i would have really gone crazy um i found out about it afterwards and um i got pissed and so I went and I spoke to the city council and at first I was going to lay into them. I was like, what are you doing? You know? And then 
the more I looked into the matter leading up to that date, the more I, I started seeing that they, if they didn't approve it, they would have been able to be sued for uh, constitutional um, First Amendment violations. And I think I'm starting to gather that the culture here is very conservative, but at the same time, pushovers. And mm. they haven't had a fight for the conservative culture forever. And now that there's a fight knocking on their door, they don't know how to handle it. So they're just like, well, okay, this will be the last time, right? Like, Do you like, want to play dress up in the park? Yeah. Okay. Well, they might have been thinking though, like, so my mindset, if I was in city council, I would say, fine, do it. Nobody's going to go to that. There's no, cause that is a choice. You know, like it's first amendment, right? Free speech. You can go do your drag queen story time, whatever for kids. Who's going to bring their kid to that? So was it, it a popular event? Oh yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. Wow. Yeah. Because people from like Knoxville came and other cities came to support it. Uh, it was a big deal. And um, so I went in there and I, I, I got loud. I went over my time limit, but I, I was not being loud at them. I was just kind of like, I told him, I was like, listen, obviously you hear me talk. I'm not from around here. I just moved here literally like three months ago. And uh, I, I got to tell you, I saw this stuff happening in Pennsylvania 15 years ago that I saw the culture completely shift starting 15 years ago. And I said, this is exactly what it looked like 15 years ago. And if you do not start stepping up and fighting the culture war, not the legal battles, the culture war, you will be overrun in 15 years from now. And, they, and some of them rolled their eyes at me. And I'm just like, I, I'm telling you, this is going to happen because they're targeting your children. Clearly, story time for kids, drag queens. 10 years from now, your sweet little 10-year-old girl is going to be 20 and completely different than what you ever imagined. And it's because you're letting the 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 thief come in through the window. And um, and after I talked, I think there's like 30 city council members there or something like that, like seven of them uh, came up to me and invited me out to uh, eat that night. And um, they're, they're, and some of them that weren't out to eat were coming up and talking to me. And you know, the one I remember the one lady said, thank you for saying what I can't say. I'm like, what do you mean you can't say? Like, I, Isn't I, I, that just, constitutional? <laughs> I know, that's what I'm saying. Like, I'm like, well, if that's how it is, for whatever reason, I don't understand. Like, I'm never going to run for politi politics or any kind of office because somebody needs to be able to say stuff. And, um, and, and so I, I, uh, I, I kind of did that whole thing. And then I just found out two nights ago. Uh, I, so my office, uh, we share a basement level with a hair salon. And uh, the hair salon had a water leak. And so me and my brother, we were out hunting monsters in the Smoky Mountains during the day. And we come back at like seven or eight o'clock at night. And the salon owner, she's in there and she has stuff moved around because there was a water leak. And I'm like, oh, shoot, you know, am I having a water leak? And I'm like, do I have renter's insurance? Nope. Better get that. Uh, but anyways, um, I'm talking to her and she said that I guess two of the three high schools in this county that we have, um, have litter boxes in the bathrooms for kids that are pretending to be animals. And these kids will go to That's the That's a real thing. I thought it's that that was some hurry or something. Yeah, I thought that was like an overblown something that people were like, they don't actually put litter boxes in there. It was a joke, but they, they actually did do that. She said that she has a, t a, a retired teacher now 
that retired early because she did not want to be part of it and she couldn't say anything so she retired and apparently what she was told is that two of the three high schools and the one high school that is not doing it is like the redneck high school you know uh but they she said that the reason why they're doing it is because of uh of discrimination if they don't allow it i'm like inclusivity how how is that discrimination to tell a child you are not a cat and if you want to be a cat do not come to school because cats don't come to school like (laughs) it doesn't make sense to me and 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 anybody who is walking around believing they're an animal full-heartedly believing they're animal they're mentally ill and need to be taken care of and not exploited right it's enabling mental illness and by calling it uh you know you're a homophobic or transphobic or something to to say that thing you're you're being they flip it on you so quick where you're like no i'm just, like you just logically stated you aren't a cat and cats don't go to school so if you want to use a litter box use the one at your house yeah that's now hate speech because you're not being inclusive enough of mental illness basically we talked about this a little bit last night and yeah it's mind-numbing I, I just I, like, and I think we're. I think a lot of us are just getting to the point where we're just like, you know what? I don't care. I don't care what you call me. Like, exactly. if you wanna, like, because if you call me a bigot, like according to your definition, I probably am a bigot. But I just don't care. Like, I don't care. I don't care what you call me. Like, I got, I got a five year old and a three year old. I got to raise in this world. And if I let you just go unchecked, it's gonna make life really hard for my kids. So I got to do what I got to do to make sure my kids have a decent chance at this whole thing in the words of james hetfield call me what you will we'll be right back after this quick ad break so get the skip button ready but if it doesn't play well lucky you just do it it's just do it just do it uh i I was um well that thought's gone oh (laughs) i think i heard it i think i heard it leave (laughs) as quick as it comes in it goes (laughs) <laughs> yeah, that was it. That was it leaving right there. Oh my gosh, that that happens to me all the time. Isn't um, that great when you're an audio or video podcaster and you just forget what you're talking about? It's like, well, good thing I don't talk for a living because yeah, that would I suck. <laughs> but you yeah, can roll it, with it though. That's what you got to do. You got to be yeah. like, well, I just forgot what I was going to say. We can start a different conversation well, about something. Else. Fuck me, I guess. He, he is to not take yourself too serious. Uh, like the people who do, they usually don't get very far because they're too scared to mess up. Uh, I have this one guy, and I guess it's kind of trolling, but it's not. He's not being mean. It just uh, every comment I, 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 I'm assuming every comment I see of his. Maybe he's commenting other things, and I just because I can't remember everybody's name, so I just remember the ones that stick out in my head. And I just I see this comment a lot. Um, somebody is commenting uh, the way I the way I say the word situation. I guess is the way you say, but I say situation. And uh, and he just goes situation uh, in parentheses and then dash Tony. And I'm like, hey, man, like, but he keeps watching and listening, right? You know, like, (laughs) you know, like if it bothers you so much, you can turn it off, but you won't, you know, so (laughs) that's kind of how long did it take you to get to that point? Because it took probably a year or two before I was like, you know what? These people that come on and want to like downvote or say weird off the off the wall shit and then they continue to watch and listen and comment after that it's like just leave like why 
no, no, just stay. We still get paid for ad revenue. Oh, yeah. So or you watching. can stay, but I'm, I'm not going to. Well, it doesn't bother us. I'm anymore. not going to miss you. Like, <laughs> if you they don't. Just don't know, they don't know that they're they're your biggest fan. Like, it, like, because your fans that aren't hating, most of them don't talk to you. Most of them don't bother with you. They just like the podcast and they, they listen and they enjoy it while they're driving their truck for work or listening in the office or whatever. That is true. Like 98% of listeners yeah, you'll never even lives. hear from. Yeah, it's, it's right. the people who who are obsessive, and they they just want to, they they hate themselves so much they gotta just find some random stranger that they listen to that's trying to make something with their with their life and just enjoy themselves and try to tear them down. And uh, it's easy to say it like now, but even I would say to answer your question, I'm still not there yet. Like I have good days and bad days, and that's why my my wife she deletes those emails real fast. Because if I'm having any kind of a day and I see it, like I'll spend the rest of my day crafting it. Because what I do is I don't just flip on people. Most of the time, I don't flip on people. What I usually wind up doing is I waste my time crafting a very wordy email to make somebody feel incredibly stupid for saying <laughs> what you just said. And they, they, they logically have no explanation other than to come to the explanation of I'm an idiot. And then I feel complete, but that takes a lot of effort to do. <laughs> and, uh, and so, ding, ding. Yeah, I, I just uh, I try to stay away from it. But, you know, on good days and stuff, I, I don't it doesn't bother me when I'm in a bad mood or if I'm stressed out. Like today was one of those days where I was just super stressed because we're um, like like you, you try to do something really cool for people. And sometimes things happen that are just out of your hands and there's nothing you can do about it. Uh, I. You know, I spent a lot of money on building an app. Is the app perfect? No, it's not perfect. Am I going to have updates to it? Absolutely. Um, but it sucks when I use three different companies for this app for different things. And one of those companies uh, had a glitch earlier this week. And I don't know what happened on their end. But when people sign up for memberships on the on my website, some of them aren't automatically getting registered in my app and I'm having to go in and manually do it. It's not the end of the world, you know, it's just, I, we're, we're constantly hawking the emails until it gets fixed. Uh, but we had to tell them, and it's just been one of those days where it's just like, you know, I, I'd, I'd rather not be hawking the emails, trying to stay up on it. So people aren't, you know, thinking there's something wrong, but you know, so it kind of gets you stressed out. But then I looked at my wife and I was like, we have a really good life. Uh, if this is, if this is, if this is our issue, we're doing just fine. Yeah, that's uh, that's your white privilege showing. Oh my god, emails. <laughs> Did you put it up on your socials though? Because your fans are going to completely understand that if you put that on Instagram, like, hey, we have a little glitch. We're just we're getting uh, through it as quick as we can. So people, I people ex expect that and are cool with it for the most part. It's just the ones yeah. that aren't that are, are getting under your skin. So I looked at that issue and I'm like, well, I don't want to give people a reason to not sign up. So uh, I, I just let it go because it, nothing's wrong it, uh, on for them. It's just like they when they sign up. So the way I, the system is is this: like you you become a member to my website, and that's what you're signing up for. A member to my website. I happen to have built an app for you, um, but you're signing up for a membership to the website, and everything's on the website always, so you can have access to that. Uh, and all it is is just me going in and manually approving them you get the email notification that somebody signed up you just go and you approve it but you know it's a pain in the butt i have a whole system like i have 
the, the company of, that does my memberships. And then I, ha- I use Zapier to communicate from that company to my app company. And so there's three, three companies involved here. And if one is glitching, it just messes up the whole thing. Yeah. And you should uh, just delegate that to your brother too. He doesn't have <laughs> yeah. anything to do. Tell him yeah. to hack your emails. <laughs> I, uh, I, him and I were having a meeting this week and, uh, he told me, he's like, I think I can take on more work. I'm like, bro, pump the brakes. Like, I, I don't want you to be overworked because what you're doing for me right now is making my life so easy. Like and Tony's I, like, I don't want to pay you more either. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, he's like three months in, he better not ask for a raise yet. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, like, no, I just, I told him, I said, enjoy Like, cause I'm, I'm really trying to instill in him my mentality that I have now about work and everything, um, which is dude, money ain't everything. And like, I, I was uh, driving tractor trailer and I had no time and I was barely able to pay my bills, but I had no time. I didn't see my wife. I didn't see my kids. And I told him, I said, from day one, I told him, I said, I don't care how many hours you work, just get the job done. If you get the job done in two hours, go home. If you have to take 15 hours to do it, you're taking 15 hours to do it. I don't care. Just get the job done. And I, and I, I him and I were talking about it earlier this week and stuff. And I, I kind of just reminded him, I said, dude, you got to live your life. Do not get consumed with this. Have fun outside of this. And, um, you know, so he's like, He's like, I barely work eight hours a day. And I'm like, that's cool, man. Like, hopefully you get a rhythm down and you do four hours a day. Like, like I'm good with that. Like, I don't care. Uh, I just want the job done. If I, if I, as long as I know every Friday, I can look at my Dropbox and see that all the episodes for the following week are ready to rock. And all I got to do is upload them and take care of what I got to do on my end. Dude, I'm good. Like, I'm good. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I just, I want him to understand how I am now and try to get in his head now. Cause he's 10 years younger than me. So he's 27 and, I, and he's not married, no kids. And I'm like, dude, like this, like you have a real opportunity to transform your mind right now and also live a life that you never could have dreamt of. Uh, and so I, I'm just trying to encourage him to always pursue time over money. Uh, and that's just how I am. Um, like I, I tell Lindsay, and I mean this 100%. And I almost wish this, I almost hope this happens just so I can prove to everybody I'm serious about this. Like if everything falls apart for me and everybody stops listening to my podcast and it's all done, everything, I will take everything that I have and sell as much of it as possible. I will buy as much land as possible, put a trailer on it, and I will start farming. And that's what I will do. I will farm. I will grow my own food. I will harvest my own food. And I'm going to be with my kids all the time. I am not interested in punching a clock again for a trucking company and driving truck for 14 hours a day and not seeing my family. I would rather be poor and broke and, and the world can be like, Oh, well that's lazy. It ain't lazy, man. I got perspective. I do not care. I don't care. I just want to see my family. And, uh, I'm fortunate right now that I have a, a life where I'm able to see my family and I'm never giving that up ever, ever, ever. And yeah, so, and it, we've talked about that several times too about the whole you know how great it would be that your only problem is just surviving every day. Different kind of stress, but hey, you're not punching a yeah. clock, you're not paying taxes or I mean, meh, I guess now you still kind of got to pay taxes. Yeah, like where did we get duped in life where we started working for others as indentured servants, you know? <laughs> I know. I know. It's it's um uh it's that public school system, man. Like they don't teach you how to be an entrepreneur. 
They teach you how to be an employee. They don't teach you how to balance checkbooks. They teach you how to spend money and rack up debt through student loans. Like it, it's 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 a system that's built to pump out people who contribute to the system. And um, that's why they hate homesteaders so much because they're rejecting that. I have a friend that's a homesteader in North Carolina and him, uh, he, his, his parents are homesteaders. His dad and his mom, they raised him to be a homesteader. He's a homesteader. He just got married. And uh, as far as I, I haven't been to their homestead yet, but as far as I understand, like this is what they do. They homestead. They 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 make they have a YouTube. Uh, I'll give you a shout. Um, uh, Permapasture uh, farms. Uh, per, it's like permaculture. So um, permapasture farms. Uh, the Bonds. Uh, William Bond is the guy I'm talking about. His dad's name is Billy Bond, uh, and I believe his mom's name is Michelle. And I'm blanking on his wife's name, but um, really good people. They have a YouTube channel. Uh, they do consultant work. Uh, they, they William travels all over the place and helps people design their property to farm it the, the best they can. Um, and like everything is like what? What's it called again? I'm going to put it in the show notes. Uh, Permapasture farms. Um, but uh, everything they do is about like regeneration. So uh, if like they, they, they call it food forest, and it's not like their original term, but it's called a food forest. And like Billy, not like his, Jim Gale's I, thing. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. B Billy's dad, when he was in the military, uh, had put food forests up on top of the VA, and as far as I know, they're apparently still there uh, because once you plant this stuff, it just comes back. Um, they were in Texas, and they moved to North Carolina uh, about four or five years ago. It was about four years ago. Last year, William got married, and they got married in Texas. They go down to their old property and the food forest is still there. It looks a lot different. It's not well kept, but all the food's there. And they made a video showing it to the world and saying, if you live in this area, come and take this food. It's here for you. It's not going anywhere. And I I'm like, that we, we get so caught up in the system of going to the store, paying your hard-earned money to purchase your food and all this stuff. And it's like, the bonds are out here and they're like, no, we just grow our own food. We grow our own medicine. They, 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 they have a, a, pro, a, a, a plant called comfrey and it's been like demonized throughout the generations, but it's been demonized by all the people you would suspect would demonize something because they don't want you using it. And it works amazing. So all it is, is it's a plant that they grow and I'm going to start doing it here, but uh, they, they, I don't know how they, they make it into like a, like a, um, like a, a like tincture a, or something yeah or, it goes uh, in a jar it's like a paste almost but uh, I'll, okay. I'll learn. but um he said anytime you got pain or an open cut wound he's like put the comfrey on it it will heal it fast and i'm like okay bro and then my son last year uh it was around christmas time Lindsay was putting up christmas decorations outside the house i was at the office and we caught this on video uh, from the Simply Safe camera. And Ben was on his bicycle in the driveway and he didn't know how to ride his bike. And he, he did, doesn't know how the concept of brakes. It was like, eh, kind of understand. And we live in East Tennessee. It's all hills. And I literally live on a hill. Like my property is a hill. And so Ben, he goes down the hill and, and, and you see this and he's just like, mommy. And Lindsay's yelling. She's like, Ben. And he goes down this hill and he slams into a tree face first into a tree. I was like, ooh, 
that's going to leave a mark. And it did. It, it cut his face open. And I mean, it was Ooh. bleeding and it was bad. And um, Lindsay started taking that comfrey and putting it on his face in a week. It was all gone. A week, not a scar, not a scab, nothing. In a week, wow. it's gone. Damn. Like, Holy crap, comfrey works. And so it, it but they, they, they grow it on their property and anybody can do that. It's just over the over the generations, people stopped doing it because it was demonized by people who were smarter than you. And uh, they just want to pump, pump you with medications and all that stuff. So, um, yeah, I can't sing their praises enough, but they, they I really look up to them because they um, they seem to have escaped the the matrix as much as you possibly can without really like going hardcore like nobody even knows who you are you you're just growing really long hair going toothless in the backwoods somewhere that's fine but uh i i think that they have done a really good job and what's really cool is that yeah they're they're not totally off grid and all that stuff obviously they have youtube but they're they're using their knowledge to share with the world free like it, 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 they just they have products they sell and the people who follow them love them and purchase their products so they they sell that stuff and they live their life i mean that's let, the let, dream let, let me put it in perspective they the way they live their life is so abundant that last year william contacted me and he said hey do you want a, a pig and at the time i was thinking about getting pigs and i was like yeah yeah and i thought that's what he meant he's like no 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 we have a pig here that need that needs to get processed. Like it is time for this thing to get processed. It's 400 pounds and uh, we don't have any space in our freezer. Do you want it? And I'm like, yeah, how much? And he's like, no, no, it's free. Like you're doing us a favor by taking. Wow. And so they harvest this thing. They drive two out. William drives two and a half hours from North Carolina to my house and drops it off at my house for me. Wow. No charge nothing and i'm like that's what i want to be that's the kind of person i want to be whether i have a lot or a little that i just give to those in need and um and i, I wouldn't say i needed it but i took it and uh and the, the great thing is it starts a domino effect because i still got a lot of it that's a lot of meat and i had a half a cow in there already so i i got a lot of meat and I got two pigs in my backyard that I'm raising. And in December, around December, they're going to be ready to, to, to process. And I'm not going to have anywhere to go with it. So what am I going to do? I'm going to give it away. I'm gonna, and then I'm going to go get two more pigs and do it again. Because that's what you do. Like You, you take care of yourself and you take care of others. And that's just kind of like how I want to live my life. So I, I have this idea and it just kind of popped in my head this past week. I probably saw it on an Instagram reel, to be honest with you. Um, but... Um, it i can't do it here because of where i live like just there's no spot for it but if i do go out into the woods one day and live in my trailer um what i what i think i would do is i would live in an area where there's people just we're really spaced out we help each other we take care of each other um and i'm gonna farm and i'm gonna get a shed i'm gonna put it at the edge of my property and i'm gonna stock it like a little tiny little store and it's going to be just um, like an honor system. You go in, you get what you need, and you you can pay for it. But I'm not going to be there, so that, you know God's watching, kind of thing. And um, and just kind of have it there, and and you know see how that goes. Like 
I just nice. I, I, like I just want to. I, I maybe I sound like a hippie. I don't know, but um, I, I just I'm just seeing a different way of life since I've been here. Getting away from the city and really slowing it down. Like I'm still running a million miles an hour, but compared to what I was, I've been able to slow down and just observe the way the culture is here. And then the friends that have come across my path have really changed me. Um, the, 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 the generosity is something I've never experienced. Like uh, I have uh, friends, actually, I'm, I'm wearing a t-shirt, Black Diamond Guns and Gear is a YouTube channel. And uh, Josh, he, he, I mean, he befriended me before I got here. He drove out to this property to show me video of the house being built. Um, when I got here, he just showed me around. He took me out. He he uh, took me out to eat all the time. He, you know, when I went shooting, I used his ammo. Like just just the generosity, and it, it, I think I think generosity is something that I'm learning more now than I ever have. Like before, I I was generous. Like I I always have been kind of the person that I just I give to people. Um, uh, when I was driving truck and it was just me and Lindsay and she was working a full time job and I was driving truck like. We had a lot of extra money and we gave a lot of money away because that's just how we are. But the level of generosity that I've experienced here in Tennessee is on another level because it's a lifestyle. It's not just waiting for somebody to come across your path that is in need for the opportunity. Like these people look for the opportunity to, and it's not even like they're trying to be generous. It's just, it's just who they are. I'm just like, man, I, I love this and I need it to wear off on me big time. Uh, Southern it, hospitality. Well, it sounds like yeah. they don't care about material things so much, which is that's the best way to be. So earlier when you said I sound like hippie, you do. But it is the best way to be because these people that you're surrounding yourself with and hope you know, that you're becoming, they don't they're not thinking of that ammo like you're talking about as costing a bunch of money like it's not a city mindset where you're like everything costs so much money and i have to hoard this for myself because i'm trying to provide this for myself and my kids or whatever they're just like i just want to have a good time so those experiences that they have with others just getting to shoot is probably way more important for them than how much that ammo costs in the first place so who cares and just the experience of getting to hang out with you and bring that pig to you meant way more and not having to throw it in the garbage because they have raised this pig was a more important thing. So like money is so not a big deal. We're kind of like that too. We have that same kind of mindset where we have tons of eggs all the time. And when eggs went up to like seven bucks a carton, we were just giving them away. And people were like, you could make tons of money. And I was like, I don't care. Like, I just don't want the eggs to go bad because we have so many of them. And they're high quality and if we eggs. Can give them to you yeah. for free and you don't have to pay six bucks. Why wouldn't I do that? So we were just like giving them to every single person we could because we didn't want them to go rotten. You know, it, it, it sucks because uh, can you imagine how much better everything would be if everybody was like that? And I'm not dumb. I know that not everyone can do that. But if everybody who could be like that was like that, it'd be amazing. Yeah. So it'd be like, almost like, utopia. The people that were like, you know, you can make money off this. It's like, the eggs are my currency. Like I'm like, this is my printing press. Like every day these things give and right. I'm in, like, I have like, there is no egg savings account. My egg savings account is the, the egg, the egg maker right here. Like, like it's good, you know? And, right. uh, and so I, I feel you. I mean, I says that's how we are here. Like I actually, um, I purchased, I went down, uh, I'd never heard of this store before. So I'm assuming it's like a, a, 
regional thing. It's called Rural King, like, you know, living rural life. It's called Rural King. And my friend Josh, I was just talking about, he, he when I first got here, he was like, we're going to hit up the Rural King. And I'm like, Rural King, what, what's that? And I, I didn't know. I knew what Rural King was because I was looking at it online to get chickens. And when we rolled into the parking lot, I was like, oh, you mean Rural King? He's like, yeah, Rural King. And I was like, Rural King. And he looked at the sign and he's like, oh, yeah, I guess there are two R's in it. I was like, <laughs> Rural King. I got a pretty good dang old idea what's going on. I'll tell you what, man. Is that what he sounds like? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, um, um, that's so funny. It's going now. What were we talking about? Rural King. Rural King. Okay. You know, but you said something before that, and that we were talking about chickens and. Oh, it's, it's probably funny. my soundboard. It derails eggs and that eggs are the currency. Yeah, know. they are. I don't Chicken savings though. account. Yeah, I don't know, but it, it's just um, it's all right. It's it's just uh, it's been it's been really cool. Um, I I don't remember, but uh, yeah, we're gonna get more chickens. I got I had uh, I had ten uh, nine hens and one rooster, and uh, we lost that one hen. So I'm gonna I'm trying to work up to about twenty. Um, wow. And because I mean, I can just give them away. And oh, that's what I was gonna say. So, uh, Rural King, uh, Rural Kang, the <laughs> in there, they they still have all the, the gear, but they also have uh, empty egg cartons. And so, oh, nice, like, they sell them for like, I don't know, like 85 cents a, a carton or whatever. I don't know what it is, but uh, I, I, I bought a bunch of them. And so, I can just put a dozen eggs in and I take them to my neighbors and stuff. And then, oh. and then my neighbors right next door from California, they had to go and get their own chickens. And so soon those things are going to be pumping out eggs. I'm like, dang it, where am I going to take my eggs? You know, like, like you're taking start eating a lot more eggs. opportunity, you know? So, um, but yeah, we, I, I want to get more chickens, get more eggs going. Um, I call it the Merkel farm, very generic, but I have, I draw a little chicken on it in Merkel farm. Uh, and quite witty, Tony. Very yeah. good. <laughs> so, you know what you should do? So I started doing this at work. So our chickens will start laying. So we will have four chickens again that are actively laying at the same time. When we were getting five eggs a day. I was giving away cartons of eggs every week to everyone I worked with. I would try to find people like you're like, I need like a giving point where it's, and it's not to like even fulfill me. It's honestly to just get them out of the that house. Someone who wants eggs is getting them and they're not rotting on my counter. Like that's it. So yeah. I had all these people at work and they would start bringing me all their egg cartons. So if you say something like, hey, do you want eggs? Because I'm going to have a ton of eggs here soon. They'll bring you egg cartons and they'll start saving them and just giving them. To we you. have a not that it's expensive because we can get them. Yeah, for like 30 we have a cents. A ridiculous amount of egg cartons in our garage that we probably won't fill up. That's because what we just cycle say. So eventually, because of doing that, giving away eggs, people have started giving me egg cartons. So now we have this mountain in our garage that's just like dedicated to egg cartons. <laughs> and so when our chickens start laying, we don't have to buy anymore. Again, not that it's this huge expense, but it's nice to not have to think about like buying an egg carton. I would never have even, I didn't know where to even get them when we needed them. I'm like, oh, uh, where do you buy those that like don't have eggs in them already? Because I don't know how buy to Buy it that. in the dairy department with <laughs> eggs in it and then you throw it away like most people do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, we, uh, when we, we, uh, when the chickens got here, I, so uh, again, the Permapasture Farms, uh, they, they gave me, my first 10 chickens they brought wow. me adult chickens that were already laying they're a year old they gave them to me he said do you want chickens i said yeah and he's like we have 10 chickens we need to get rid of we have too many i'm like cool man and he brought them out and um and so he he brought them out and i had the same thing i was like 
you know, where do I get this stuff? Like I, I, all of a sudden I had these chickens and I'm like, okay, I had built a chicken coop back there like a year ago and I hadn't done anything with it. And uh, I was in, is in Roll Kang and they, uh, I was getting all the watering and feeding stuff. And I saw the, the cartons there. I was like, huh, that makes sense. Uh, I got the chickens going and we had these eggs coming in, but we had like a dozen eggs from the store that were in the fridge that we weren't using because we had all these other ones coming in. And, I was, and, and you forget they were even there. I'm like, they're probably pretty bad now. So uh, I, I just took them and gave them to the pigs. And that's what I mean. Like you have the pigs, the chickens, okay. like it's a perfect cycle, you know, it, it, like even so with with the um the chickens i haven't i'm in the process of doing this i haven't done it yet because it takes a while but i'm doing the uh i think it's called the litter box box method uh basically you lay a layer of um wood chips or something on their their coop floor let them poop on it and as it gets when you start smelling you just put another layer on it and you kind of let it and they, they kind of you know scratch it up with their their claws uh but after like apparently six eight months or something like that you have compost and yeah. uh, and then you can just throw that in the garden and then your everything grows better that's literally what we do in our chicken coop right now i actually didn't know that was a technique but we put all the shavings in the coop and then we have the compost pile right next to the chicken coop so i just pull it out after layering on top of whatever all the poop comes out i chuck it in the compost pile and then i put it down and start over awesome. and we just throw everything else in there too like any well any scraps the chickens don't eat we just throw you know peels and all that stuff into the compost pile and it just it disappears after time it's really crazy it just disappears into dirt we haven't just, used it for compost yet though i will say that we haven't actually tried it not we're still there. like watering it and trying to get it you know turned yeah. into something but have you ever dropped an egg in the in the coop when you're collecting eggs yes have you seen was it around chickens they go crazy they, they love it so much yes. That's the I, cool I, thing. Like, if you have too many eggs, you can use the shells and feed in the shells. You can use the shells in your dirt. Calcium. I mean, yeah, multi-use. Yeah. yeah, it's it's I, this conversation is one of the most dangerous conversations to be had. Like, like I hope that this conversation inspires everybody to do a little bit. I don't care where you're at, just do a little bit. I mean, I, I um, I've been seeing some really wild gardens in cities. And I'm just like, yo, you can do this anywhere. And it's it's the most uh, rebellious thing you can do in today's world. Uh, yeah, it's, I, it's punk rock to be a gardening farmer now. It really is. <laughs> and and it's just like it, it you you have so much fulfillment in your life knowing that you're doing something that over time is going to progressively get better and better. And you're going to take care of yourself and your family more and more. Um, last year our garden sucked. We got like 5% out of it because we didn't put a fence around it. The deer were coming through eating stuff in the morning. And my neighbor's like, I just didn't have the heart to tell you. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, bro, uh, um, yeah, like, I mean, rabbits, <laughs> groundhogs, all that. So we, we, uh, doubled the size of the garden this year and we put up a fence around it and it's, everything's growing great. Nothing's bothering it. And uh, also I put the pigs up in the back of the property. So the deer would come through and then go right where it by the pigs, but the pigs are there now. And so they're like, eh, you'll eat me. And so uh, they, they tend to stay in the field off my property now. Um, but oh, nice. it, we, we're having such a good time with the garden this year 
that we were just talking about doubling the garden size again next year. And I'm like, I just want surplus. Like, I just want to be able to just go to church on Sunday and be like, here's my basket of crap. Go ahead and have at it, you know, (laughs) or start seeds. So actually with, um, Joe's parents go to church every Sunday and they took some tomatoes that I had grown some tomatoes from seed and I had so many of them. We planted like three of them in the garden and I was like, I have like eight left over. I don't know what I'm going to do. So I just kept them in the greenhouse and kept watering them. And I asked his mom, I said, hey, does anyone at your church want tomatoes? And she was like, oh, yeah. So one of her friends randomly stopped by. I just set them out on the porch and she just took tomato seeds. So I'm like, oh, that's really cool. So maybe I'll do a thing with her church. So I have all these pepper plants and we just asked her, hey, on Sunday, can you let your friends know at church? They can just stop by my house and it will be like, take a plant. You don't even have to leave. It's not a take a plant, leave a plant. Just take a plant. Just take it. I don't care. So I'm going to just start setting them out for like her church friends to just swing by our house and just grab plants that we grew. So we talked a lot about that too and inspire others to start their own gardens is what I was suggesting. We talked a lot about this kind of thing with uh, Christian Yordanoff from Connecting Minds uh, a week or two ago about solutions. Like everybody's talking about the problems, you know, but they're like, what's the solution? And I think what we came to is just starting small with things like that. Like you said, inspiring people to just get a chicken, figure out a chicken for a year, just watch how it works and what it does. And you'll learn a, a lot. It's like you said with the garden, you learned that last year. You're not doing that this year. So you're already better than you were before. Yeah. And once you get a couple chickens, then then now you have pigs. We don't have the room or anything, or the uh, we're in city limits, so we can't have goats or anything. But if we ever get outside of that, hundred uh, percent going to get like goats or a pig or you know something, and just learn, just do it. Everyone's like, oh, I don't, I don't know what I'm doing with that. Yeah, nobody does really. Just go try it. Like, there's YouTube. Figure yeah. it out. There's the p- YouTube now, but there wasn't back in the day. Like, but there were tons they of farmers. It out anyway. Like, they figured yeah. it out. You just talk to people, and it's like. You're literally not losing anything because you're living in a society where you're already going to the store. So if you're trying to raise your own animals and you mess it up, you're not going to starve right now. Like it, it's right. time to learn. Uh, and like when, like for instance, I was looking at getting goats because I, I was like, I have this hill of a property, and some parts of it are really steep, and I can't really mow it, and I don't want to weed whack. It. I wound up weed whacking it anyways, but. Um, nevertheless, the point is, uh, I didn't go with goats because I was told that they're escape artists and, um, and, and I'm like, I don't want to deal with running around goats around my neighbor's houses and stuff. Uh, and I was also told that pigs are escape artists, but the reason why they're escape artists isn't because they're trying to get out. It's because they're so big and they rub on everything that they push through the fence and then they're out. Here's the thing though. If you raise pigs from piglets with an electric fence they shock themselves a few times and they're really smart animals and they and and it doesn't hurt like my daughter touches it and she's like ah you know and i'm like i touch i'm like oh that tickles but when you're a baby and you shock yourself it 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 puts it in your head and they don't go near that fence at all and if they shock themselves now they freak out i'm like it didn't hurt that bad i could walk over and touch it you know but because they're scared of the fence they don't go near it. They don't rub on it. And I have two. Uh, my pigs are probably about 250 pounds a piece right now. Wow. wow. Like they don't go near that fence. And uh, and I could hold. I, I, I've tried it like just to see what the limits are. I hold food on the other side of the fence and I'm shaking and oh, it's like a leftover pizza or something. It's good stuff. Not that stupid pellet crap. And uh, they 
they don't, they're like they, they're yelling they're screaming and howling at me but they are not coming any closer they're like screw you dude here give this to us and we'll see what happens when you come in here you know <laughs> we'll make bacon out of you pigs will eat anything man like uh i so when will when william helped me william helped me with the pigs too so there's another homesteader uh his name's Benjamin. I forget. Dang it. I wish I could drop him. But um, he listens to my show and he found out and he's friends with William and he found out that him, William and I were friends. So he's like, he wants pigs. I got pigs. I'll hook them up. And so he gave me two pigs for a hundred dollars total. And I was like, deal, you know? Um, and so we get these pigs going and I, um, it happened again. Where did I, where was I going with that? You got uh, pigs from your friend, William? Yeah, but uh, there was like I was going with something here. And uh, this is oh, really about how they eat anything. Hard. Yeah, they do eat. There it is. Uh, so William, <laughs> William said uh, to me that they'll eat anything, and don't let your daughter. My daughter's she's still two, three, gonna be three in August. And he's like, don't let her down there by herself. And I'm like, they're dangerous. And he's like, no. He said, but if she's playing and she falls into the pig pen and knocks herself out and she's unconscious, they will assume she's dead. And I'm like, Ooh. oh, <laughs> and, and uh, it, it, you know, it's like it, probably not going to happen, but let's just be careful, you know, because uh, he said, if you go in in there and you stand still for 10, 15 minutes and don't move, they'll come over and start nudging to make sure you're still alive. Uh, <laughs> I've never tried it. I, I but I, I, sh I should try to see if that if that happens. But um, but yeah, I mean they're they're good. they're good pigs. I mean, like I'm not attached to them. Like you know, they're not pets in a sense. Yeah, but they can't um, be at that point. If you know you're gonna eat them, you shouldn't yeah. name them and play with them and love them because it's just weird at that. Just point. call them yeah. thing one and thing two. But I, I treat them really well, you know, and 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 like good. sometimes when you know I feed them and stuff, uh, because so one thing I learned is that pigs. Uh, they don't sweat. They don't have sweat glands. So during the summertime when it's hot, that's why they're like rolling around in mud. And uh, so I, I hook them up with the water and stuff and, you know, make sure they got a, a mud pit. And when I'm feeding them, they're going to town and I go and I pat them and stuff. And I started scratching them behind the ear and man, they like that. And I, it's good. They, they don't, they can't reach back there. There's just like a little fat things with little legs. And uh, I, I scratch them behind the ear and stuff. And it's like, when I started doing that, I felt like there was a relationship. I was like, oh, you like stop me. doing that. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> you like me. <laughs> and, uh, so I was like, okay. So, but I mean, I, I've, I just believe that animals are here for me to be a steward over and take care of and then also serve the purpose that they're here to serve. And so like my chickens are going to last a long time. They're here, you know, they don't, they're, they're not, not a high turnover rate like pigs, but um, they they serve my family, giving us eggs every day. We take care of them. We have plenty of shade. We feed them well. They have fresh water. Um, it, it's a beautiful cycle, and that's what I love about this. It's just I'm 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 learning the beauty of this whole thing. Like even yeah. the, the chicken poop, like we were talking about, is being used for the garden, and the garden feeds my family, and the leftovers and the chickens, back, and it goes back to the chickens, and it's just yeah. like this is beautiful. This is beautiful, and uh, and and. I needed it, man. Like I needed it. I was so uptight in Pennsylvania. I was tense, angry about everything, wound up all the time. 
and i come down here and i'm i'm here for a year now and i'm just like yeah it's cool man it's cool <laughs> it's all good Turned into a you really are sounding like a hippie you sounded more like me dude that's awesome i love it <laughs> now i was the same way because i came here from chicago and i was very uptight and super like nah, like all the time because it's that city mindset that i was talking about earlier you're around people every day every moment of the day unless you're by yourself. And even then you're still consumed by those thoughts of just go, 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 go. I have to do the next thing. I have to do the next thing. You never slow down. So just the fact that you got to do that as well is absolutely beautiful because you get to just appreciate what's around you and then see a little bit about how life should actually be lived instead of how we're told it should be in the cities. Yeah, and I'll send you some really good reggae music that you can play on your farm. I'm no joke. That is really? the best type of music when you're outside gardening and shit. I will send it to you. I almost love it too. Oh yeah. I, I was just gonna say that I just heard yesterday that chickens like music. Is that true? Have you tried? Probably. We I always play me. I have outdoor speakers and I always play music out there and they're always walking around and stuff. So patio with us because we, we're never gonna eat our chickens. They are like we've already named them. They have all old lady names. We have like Matilda and Sharon and uh Mabel. Phyllis and Phyllis. Yeah. <laughs> so they just give us eggs. We're never going to kill them. Um, so they just chill with us and they um, they started laying eggs in weird spots. They have a nesting box that they always lay eggs in. But there was this one day where one chicken just laid eggs every day in Joe's seat, like where he sits on the patio every day. <laughs> it was just in the morning because I work from home. So I'm just looking at the patio and the chicken would plop up there, sit there for a minute, jump off and there's an egg. So we just we kind of moved her and she was like, to, oh, like, this smells like dad's butt. But, Maybe yeah, I'll put an egg just, here. They just hang out, but there's just always music playing out there. There's like misters and stuff, and they they love it. That's they have awesome. a way better life than like 99% of chickens you'll ever eat. So I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure. I uh um uh, the, the the chicken laying eggs thing is uh, a mystery right now. I just ordered some um uh William gave it me the link it's some black larva something it's full of protein um because... is it like the soldier flies or something like yeah, that yeah, yeah 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 it was nasty uh, uh grub terra dried larva uh black soldier fly <laughs> larva yeah um but uh, because it, it seemed like once i so i had those nine hens and when i had that that one hen die it seemed like the egg production went down and um hmm. And then like uh, two days ago, was it two days ago? Three days ago, maybe. It was three days ago. Uh, we went out there and we have eight hens and we had two eggs. And I'm like, that's not right. And then like yesterday we had six and then today I had four. And um, and I was talking to him about it. And he said, it sounds like they might be low on protein. And so he told me to get that that and give, give him a couple handfuls a day. And so we'll see how that goes. But I, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm trying to figure that out. And um, how old are they? Just real quick. They're all about a year old. Oh, okay. So every year our chickens go through like a molt period where they don't lay eggs for about two to three months. And it can happen any time of year. Typically it's in the really? winter. Yeah. So that's super normal. Um, and they'll lose their feathers and look crazy. Yeah, look and really then they grow weird. them back. But for yeah, every year it's around the same time for us based on their age. It was so a year from the time they first started laying, they stop laying for like, two months ours do at least that happens to be in the winter time but i think in the winter time egg production goes down anyway so if they're stopping right now you might also we had the same thing happen so two different situations 
One time it was because they were molting and they all kind of did it at the same time because they were all around the same age. Stopped producing for about three months, two, three months, one a day here and there, and then full production again later in like February, January. So one time though, we were getting like one egg a day and it was summer. I thought this is really strange. And I looked all over our property and I found behind a bush, 17 eggs that one chicken had made her own nest. They just decided Sometimes they make their own nest. Yeah. So I, I would think about that. I would also suggest looking around your property, look under bushes, places that are shady, that would be like shady as in like shaded from the sun, <laughs> places that are, you know, not sketchy, but uh, a place that a chicken might feel safe to lay an egg and you might find a whole wow. bunch of eggs there. That's literally what Easter eggs are is because you'll <laughs> be walking around your yard and you just look under and there's a, like three eggs. It's like, what? And if what, one what chicken happened? sees an egg there, another chicken, uh, yeah. <laughs> Other chickens will feel like that's a safe place to lay eggs too. So you might have more than one chicken doing that. So if you have 10, you never know. No, it, yeah, it's interesting to learn all this stuff. I'm glad you're doing it too. Cause I mean, we learn new stuff about it every day, but yeah. mealworms get a bag of mealworms. They love that stuff. It's expensive. It's like 50 bucks for a bag about this big. So, but they love them and we just kind of feed them to them as a treat whenever, whenever we have them. But or like cheaply, if you want to do something cheap, they love tomatoes. I, You guys might have already figured that out, but tomatoes have that meaty inside like kind a worm wormy. does. Yeah. So if you slice up a bunch of tomatoes and chuck them out there, they will destroy them. Or like grapes. They love mm. grapes too. I I didn't notice that. I'm sure they've had tomatoes and grapes by now because I do throw them to those vegetables at times. Sometimes I have so much, I split it between the pigs and the chicken. Oh yeah, there you go. When William came to my house the one day and he saw my pigs and he's like, bro, what are you feeding these things? I'm like, uh, I, 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 work, I worked out a deal with a, uh, a, a daycare down the road and they were giving <laughs> me leftover food and I was picking it up every day and giving it to the pigs. I was like, I don't have to even pay to feed my pigs. And uh, awesome. he's, he's like, bro, these things are too fat. He said, he said that they are, they are too fat. He said that they're laying down to eat. They don't even stand up to eat. He said that these things need to lose weight. And so I, uh, I, I, I started, I stopped doing the daycare and I cut back their food consumption. And all of a sudden I noticed that they were doing what they're supposed to do. Eat the, eat the freaking plants that were in, in this area that I put them in. Cause it was just growing. I'm like, why are my pigs eating? And he's like, because you don't give them a reason to eat the food that's there. <laughs> like you're giving you're, them pizza. <laughs> yeah. You're giving them pizza and probably pig with, you know, mixed in with whatever else. And so um, I, I was splitting it up, though, uh, between them and the chickens. And I'm sure they've, they've had that. I, I'm going to observe that, though. Um, I, I did get the mealworms just recently, and they do love that. Uh, and I wanted to bring this up, too. I, 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 my chickens are weird. And I think uh, maybe it's just me, and I'm just trying to figure out what's like you're trying to learn their communication, like, Hey, we do this because of this, you know? Um, but they, they rarely lay in the nesting box. They will lay on the floor in the coop and they, they, they will lay all together, you know, in one spot. And if one moves over there, then they all move over there. Um, but they rarely do it in the nesting box and they don't roost. I got, I got these roosting bars. They don't roost. And, uh, and so I, I think I, I was looking at it and I, I was thinking maybe apparently they have really good eyesight, but not at nighttime. And so I'm thinking maybe it's, it, it's 
dark back there and they can't see the roosting bar at night when it's dark out and so they don't jump up to because when i first got them i remember the roosting bar was actually knocked down and i knew they were trying and then it's like i, I think they might have just given up um but yeah they don't roost they just huddle up together on the floor in the coop and i'm like you guys are supposed to be on the on the roosting thing here so um i i got a i'm gonna be getting a a new nesting box that i'm gonna install on the other side it has a, like a roll away so like the eggs are cleaner or whatever uh high-tech farming over here um <laughs> and, uh, and then i'm gonna take the nesting box that's in there i'm gonna take that out so there's more space and i'm gonna make some new roosting bars and i'm going to paint them red because i heard that the color red is very attractive to them yep and so like all just I with have... food i've noticed that with food a hundred percent so like they go after the red food more yep. like that's why i think uh, they like tomatoes like tomatoes and red bell peppers mm -hmm. and yeah things like that interesting yeah all that's chickens are weird too dude our chickens are fucking weird so like, chickens they're are all weird. Good. it sounds like so this isn't a bad thing that you're doing at all like you're just giving them a ton of options so our chickens don't have all of those options so they lay in the nesting box because that's the only option they have and it's safe for them because that's where they were kept for the first like six months of their life or maybe not six months maybe three but still they go out and the we let them out in the yard during the day but we coop them up at night because of predators and that's their safe spot and they're just trapped in there and we only have four so it's probably our coop is probably a lot smaller than yours there's two coops that are connected with a run that's fenced in with chicken wire but they don't really have a lot of options there's not a lot of stuff for them to do so they always lay in the nesting box because it's there in the morning typically when their like egg cycle is and then we let them out when we wake up at eight o'clock or whatever so that's why our chickens maybe do that and you have so many options for your chickens if you give like a child for example a ton of options they're gonna be weird they might yeah. do some weird shit. they might just sit on the floor and be like i don't care about all of this because i have an <laughs> option to sit on the floor our chickens don't even have the option to sit on the floor they're like nope i'm in here so this is so what it's it not is. that they're weird you just give them tons of choices which is great now you see their yeah. little personalities you're a great yeah. chicken dad i'm trying um they uh what so they were they were for the first year they were raised on a homestead where you know they 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 were 10 of a lot of chickens so there wasn't like this personal touch you know uh and so when they got here they they weren't they were they didn't want to be held you know like they're like don't pick me up man and they wouldn't let me get near them like to pick them up or touch them or anything and they're they're i'm breaking them in and i'm just loving it because uh i noticed the one hen uh, at night I, before I, ha I have I put an automatic closing door on their coop so it, it goes down 20 minutes after the sun, sun goes down and um, it's been really handy that I don't have to go because I, I, I keep them pretty far away from the house and so it's it's scary back there man when it's dark it's scary uh, <laughs> right with so, all this not only is it Friday night but it is I forgot that you're three hours ahead it's 10 30 over there speaking oh, of hanging out with your family and your chickens dude go do that screw us <laughs> no no no, no this was a great I'm, conversation though i loved talking about homesteading the whole time yeah i i i, I like talking to you guys um I, I we wanted to do this for a while but it's just been crazy um uh, but yeah since i hired jack it's been a lot easier for me to do stuff so it's been great oh yeah that's awesome 
I love chickens, though. I could talk about chickens and pigs. I know. We we have to restrain right. ourselves from talking about chickens like every show. So. But when, when, okay, when people are listening, and if you don't like the fact that we're talking about chickens, go out and get your own and prove us wrong. And you will know. It's pretty awesome, okay? I'm just saying. They're awesome guys, little weird dinosaurs. Shout out to, uh, to the Bonds and have them on your show. Uh, All Billy, right. Bonds. Billy, Billy Bond, man, I'm telling you, that guy... He can talk about anything. Uh, you talk about homesteading and all that stuff easily, but he can he can go down the political route too. And like he's, nice. he's yeah, all sure. over. He, they just came out with a. They just put out an Instagram reel. That they're black, and uh, he, he's and William goes up to his dad. He's like, "Hey, dad, why aren't there any black farmers?" And he just went on this this rampage as to why there aren't any black farmers and how people are brainwashed to believe certain things. And uh, he's just he's really a cool dude, and uh, the whole family is awesome. And I, I would highly suggest. I think you guys would have a great conversation with them. Yeah, nice. that sounds awesome. Yeah, I'll I, reach out. I got on a kick listening to Homestead podcast for a while. I listened to Goldshaw Farms podcast. I don't know if you've heard that one. I, I don't I, think I, they. I don't think they do them anymore. But they had some great episodes. I don't know. Billy Bonds might have even been on there. I'm not sure. Let, let me just uh, real quick here. I. I they have a podcast and I, I always mess up the name. It's pimp something. Um, okay. uh, I think it's perma pimp podcast. I think uh, perma pimp, I think. No, that ain't it. Genius uh, name. It, it's pimp something. Dang it. Um, shoot. Oh, Just start Googling people. You'll find it. It's <laughs> a, it, one of my episodes popped up because I must put it in the description here. So, um, it is oh darn it give me some music or something <laughs> oh hang on hang on i got you oh my gosh i see this guy was on homestead stories billy bonds permapastures farm oh i ended the music all right let's wrap up guys uh <laughs> thanks dude and if you remember what that show is called let me know and i'll put it in the uh show notes but appreciate your time get back to your family and everything and uh we'll talk to you again soon Absolutely. Thanks for having me. Uh, it's been too long. I like it. Too long. All right. Thanks, brother. Have a good night. See you.